Hi, everybody. This is Dave Hodges. I'm the host of the Common Sense Show. We're glad you could catch us on our Rush Hour show. That's right, Eastern Time. It's 5 o'clock. You're driving home. 4 o'clock if you're listening live. Well, i got to tell you, you wished you were driving home. And for the rest of you guys in the country, keep your nose to the grindstone, but keep those earbuds in and keep listening because we have a terrific show for you. We're going to be joined in a moment by NewsTarget slash NaturalNews.com, Mike Adams. And it's been a while since we had Mike on. We've had some great shows in the past. He is no uh, no stranger to anybody out there. And we're going to get into things as they're unraveling. Basically, we're going to talk about revolution, counter-revolution. But before we do that, I want to tell you, we've got two groups that make this show possible. One, ReadyMadeResources.com. I absolutely love Bob Griswold. It's Preppers Heaven, night vision, water filtration, You've got um, communications. And the thing about Bob that separates him from the rest, not only are his prices good and his products are excellent, he'll take time to consult with you for nothing. And I know nobody that does that out there in the prepping business. There might be somebody, but I'm not aware of it. Go to readymaderesources.com. Secondly, you need food. Food, water, guns, gold, ammo, medicine, gold. You know, you've heard the routine before. I can help you with the food. Great storable food options. 70% 70% off, 25-year shelf life, restaurant quality, no glyphosates, no GMOs. Go to preparewithdave.com. If you don't have a minimum of six months, and I'll tell you, that's not really enough, on your way to two years, this is your place. We sell in two- and four-week packets, so you can accumulate over time, although I'd recommend accelerating given what's going on. Preparewithdave.com. Well, Mike Adams, newstarget.com. Uh, I, I go there every day naturalnews.com go there every day uh mike's on infowars quite a bit filling in as a host and uh great shows and he has recently written an article in which the word revolution appears in it and i want mike to talk about it mike welcome to the show well thank you dave Uh, it's great to join you again in this (laughs) crazy time uh it seems like every time we talk there's another level of things happening that Really, you know, we, we, we warn about it, but then to see it unfold is still kind of astonishing. So here we are. Well, it, we really are. Here we are is right. But I have to tell you, Mike, I think what separates this time of this interview from the other interviews we've done, which have been really, they've been timely and they've been topical. But I think this is the most severe. I think, I think right now the country could turn on a dime. I think a coup is underway at the White House. I think Trump has been paralyzed. I mean, let me give you two examples, and then I'll let you comment on them, and then I want to get into your article. One, Nancy Pelosi shut down the State of the Union. She can't do that. The right. president the president cannot be stopped from going into the House of Representatives and conducting the, governor's, uh, the, the president's business. Can't be done. He could arrest her for interference. Number two, Nancy Pelosi is basically stopping border security. Nancy Pelosi is stopping the wall. Nancy Pelosi is being joked about by the Russians and by the Chinese. She's the president. The allies are saying that we have, that there's two camps out there, the Pelosi camp and the Trump camp, and they're vying for control of the country. I call that a coup. And the last thing, Trump's tweet, he came out and he said, in reference to Roger Stone being arrested and indicted, he said, well, why isn't Podesta? Why isn't Hillary and so forth? Wait a minute, he's talking to the DOJ. He is over the DOJ. Unlike Ocasio-Cortez, I know my three branches of government. The president (laughs) is the head of the Department of Justice. 
He can fire at will, and he should fire people until he gets the right guy in there that says, Mr. President, I'll prosecute these people. There's plenty of low-hanging fruit here. Okay, starting point for discussion. What do you think? Well, hopefully Trump has come to the same realization that I'll lay out here, which is that none of these left-wing controlled institutions, uh, such as the, the deep state, the DOJ under Obama, the media, the tech giants, and so on, none of them are operating in good faith. So there there is no scenario where they will agree to honor the outcome of a fair and free election. There is no scenario where they will agree to let both sides speak on a debate. Uh, there's no scenario where they will allow the, the laws, uh, the rule of law, to be applied equally to uh, Democrats as well as uh, conservatives. They are not operating in good faith, and they refuse to. And uh, there's, no, there's no scenario also, likewise, this is important, where the media will print the truth and tell the true story. Uh, we don't have a national media anymore. And as such, they what they're doing, which I've called journo-terrorism, is not a, a First Amendment-protected activity. Uh, these, these people who pretend to be journalists are actually, they are whipping up violence and hatred, especially against the Covington Catholic school children. And remember, these are the same so-called journalists who, after the Parkland school shooting uh, in Florida with uh, David Hogg and others, said, well, you can't criticize these school children. They're children. They can say anything they want. They cannot be debated with. You have to accept what they say is true. But then as soon as it was a Catholic school from Kentucky, the media went insane, attacked, smeared, lied about them, and put them in physical danger to the point where left-wing zealots online, like Kathy Griffin, were out there, uh, you know, people like her were calling for these students to be murdered or burned to death in their own school. So what Trump needs to realize, I believe, and this is what I've mentioned in my article that I, I suppose we'll get into here, is that the process, uh, well, the, the system is broken at every level. You're never going to get a fair shot. We're never going to have a free election again in America. The Democrats will never allow another Trump victory to happen. They will steal, lie, cheat, commit fraud, ballot harvesting, anything, anything it takes. They will murder people. They will execute people. You name it. They'll threaten, blackmail. This is how they wield power. Are you calling? And the only option for us defending America, in my analysis, is for Trump to declare a national emergency, and more importantly, declare a citizen's uprising, what I'm calling a new American revolution, to defeat these toxic, poisonous institutions that are now the enemies of America. We're not far apart on our analysis whatsoever. I, you know, I just, um, but I want to back up to the threat. Um, what do you, it's hard to even put this into words, Mike. To me, the threat is taking away the presidential power. And we're already witnessing that. I mean, don't you agree? Pelosi has usurped a lot of power from Trump. Well, absolutely. But remember, the Democrats, they always try to concentrate power in whatever they control at the moment. That's true. When they when they control the Supreme Court, they said, oh, the Supreme Court's the rule of, of, of law for the whole land. Um, when they control the judiciary now, they say, well, the judiciary system controls the president. When they had the White House, remember Obama said he doesn't need Congress. And the press said, yeah, you don't need Congress. Just do whatever you want. So again, they're not operating in good faith. 
They're not playing by the rules. They never have any consistent code of conduct. It's always lying, cheating, stealing, and committing fraud on the left. So they, they don't abide by any rules. And the upshot, Dave, is that they are incompatible with civil society. We cannot coexist with people like that who never recognize or abide by any rules and always twist everything just to benefit themselves. And that's what Democrats are. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. But another threat that you mentioned, you said, if I understood you correctly, this is we've had the last election that will even resemble a free election. That's right. I'm paraphrasing, but is that is that accurate? Absolutely. We've already seen since the 2016 election, we have witnessed the tech giants engage in massive coordinated political censorship, selectively silencing just the pro-Trump channels across all the major platforms, including Apple, by the way, you know, Google, YouTube, Facebook, and all the others. We've also seen what happens in California when they allow illegals to vote and they engage in ballot harvesting. Look at what happened in the 2018 midterms. We've also seen then the press allied against anything resembling a fair and free election because democracy, one of the pillars is that people can engage in debate. Another pillar is that the media would report facts that are relevant to the people and let people decide how those facts might be uh, interpreted in their own lives or from their own perspectives. But none of that is happening anymore. We don't have the ability to debate. The censorship is extreme. We don't have a media that is performing the job of a news media. We have a radical left-wing activism, journo-terrorism, you know, propaganda hub. And that's all it is now. Yeah, you're right. You said that very, very well. And I, I'm just racking my brain here thinking how we're going to get this back because it's interesting. The dichotomy that I'm encountering, I wrote an article in which I kind of flippantly said it was an article excuse me it was a youtube video in which i flippantly said pelosi should give the state of the union and and people couldn't see through what i was saying with regard to the chinese are saying this the russians are saying that hell even that congresswoman bass from california said pelosi should be giving the state of the union she's running the country <laughs> so it's even coming from within the democratic party and people took me to task like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> but then I, I wrote the article and I said, you know, the Trump train is dead on arrival. And I went through some of the things I mentioned here, plus more. And about 90% of the people who wrote in said, right on the money, depressing, don't know if we can get it back. And that's my point. Mike, if we can't get this back, we need to start advocating for individual survival and forget the group mentality of trying to win back the government, preserve our rights. It's going to kind of be every man for himself. Well, we may be getting there. Uh, Trump was the last desperate effort to try to defend America, yes. to defend the republic against the deep state. And uh, Trump is not out yet, but it's looking very, very close. And the thing is, you know, Trump, I think his environment is tightly controlled and they try to isolate him from, you know, the real the real people of America, you know, people like us and your listeners and so on. Uh, if if his information is only coming from the Washington Post and the New York Times and so on, then they they've got absolute control over him and they'll make him think that everything's falling apart from a government shutdown and so on. But in reality, and this is really the last ditch, you know, possible way out of this, if Trump appeals to the people. And he bypasses the bureaucracy and he bypasses the deep state. Uh, 
you know, the ultimate power in America is not the president. The ultimate power is we, the people. And that simply needs to be invoked. See, I, and this is why I'm, I'm calling for Trump to invoke it. I don't know that he will, but he could. And you see, the American people will probably not rise up spontaneously on their own. They need to feel like they have been uh, granted authority or permission from someone like Trump. Trump could come out and say, look, there is a coup attempt underway. Your country is being stolen. You know, I want to defend this this nation and I need your help. You know, come to Washington. Um, come help arrest these deep state traitors. Or he could activate the military police to do that. There are a number of things that he could do. And he may get to that point. But if he doesn't, if he doesn't do that, probably it's over. Because remember, you know, he ordered the release of the previously classified FISA warrant documents, and the deep state traders inside the DOJ and the FBI said, nope, we're not going to follow your orders. We won't release those documents. At that moment, Trump should have had them arrested by military police. That's been what I've been saying. I want to pull my hair out in frustration. See, this is where he's showing lack of resolve as a leader. Yeah, yeah. He, he needs to assert the power that he has. If he doesn't assert it, uh, no one will ever have it again, other than the deep state. You're right. It's it's game over, and there won't be yeah. there won't be any power to d- dwell upon when he leaves office because we won't have anything resembling the Constitution. I mean, this is what these people are working towards: the evisceration of the Bill of Rights, the takedown of our government. That's right. They, they want to hand us off to the New World Order. Well, absolutely. And remember that if the Democrats get into power. They will immediately – first, they'll stack the Supreme Court with more left-wing judges that they will, of course, immediately appoint to outweigh the conservative judges of Trump. So we'll have you know, 12 justices or 15 justices or whatever, whatever it takes. And then they will immediately pass nationwide gun confiscation laws. Yes. And they'll have the court affirm that with the new stacked court. They will then tell all Americans, turn in your guns or you are a criminal. And at that point, America has to decide. If you turn in your guns, before long, the government will line you up in front of mass graves and they, and they will use your guns on you to shoot you in the back of the head and dump you in the pit. Because mass genocide always follows gun confiscation. You know, if, if you thought the Holocaust was bad, and it was, it's small compared to the Democrat-run Holocaust that they want to carry out in America to mass murder tens of millions of people, but they have to take your guns first. And that's what all the gun control push is all about. They have to disarm you in order to control you. Are you aware of the uh, University of Hawaii democide project? Yes, 262 million deaths, I think, uh, by government. You very much are aware of it. Yes. Uh, But for the listening audience, they have found at the University of Hawaii in their research, and they actually teach classes on this and the documentation you just put in Demi- University of Hawaii Demicide, D-E-M-I-C-I-D-E, uh, Demicide Project. D- uh, demo. I think oh, it's, it's demo. D-E-M-O. Oh, right, right. I've made yeah. that mistake before. Yeah. Okay, Demicide Project. Go there, and you're going to find a couple of things. One, the Mike, the number that Mike just said, 262 million. More people killed by their own government than in wars. But there's another factor there, Mike. Every one of these genocides was preceded by gun confiscation. Absolutely. It, it's it's a blueprint. We've seen it again and again throughout world history. And so when you see, like in Oregon, they're now, the Democrats there are trying to push a law where they would limit 
all gun magazines to five rounds, not the 10 that California has had, but five rounds, and they would limit your purchases to only 20 rounds of ammo per month. <laughs> Me, right? Right? I, I'll go through 20 rounds you can't of ammo even go to in the about five seconds. With that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like my warm up on you know on my on my Glock or whatever. But uh, the government, of course, can buy unlimited ammo and unlimited size mm-hmm. you know magazines, full, full capacity 30 round mags for the government ARs and so on. So the point of this is, eventually, the Democrats want to get you to where you yeah you you still have gun rights. You're allowed one bullet in your gun, and one bullet per month. <laughs> and that's it. And yeah, that's your freedom right there. Well, you know what? The American people need to need to stop this. It you know it's come. The time is coming. Um, I talk about this some on my my um, my do a podcast I do for Megaphone, and I think it's worth mentioning here again because it's very timely to what you're saying. The um, the gun confiscation argument is clearly going to rear its ugly head. Um, but they've already practiced for this. Jade Helm 16, not 15, but 16, number two. There was a biz ops ad that really told you all you needed to know, but I had also interviews with insiders that confirmed this. They advertised for people to get $18 an hour to play the role of ex-military disaffected guerrilla chieftains. And that's a quote. I've memorized uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Guerrilla chieftains, ex-military. In other words... Obama administration in 2016 was practicing to fight against a guerrilla war initiated by ex-American military forces. Uh huh. And what you're talking about here with gun confiscation, I believe, will be one of the possible precursors to that event. Well, I think you're right. But there, there are two things they have to have first. Number one, they've got to get rid of Trump and they've got to then uh, pass gun confiscation legislation. So. As long as Trump is in the White House, they can't quite pull that off yet. So, but if Nancy Pelosi is installed as president, which of course is just two assassinations away, or or if they put Hillary Clinton in charge, and you you know you've seen the reports on that, they can still pull that off. And then you know all all bets are off at that point. But I think also potentially the deep state does not adequately anticipate the spontaneous uprising that would occur. In that scenario, they see trends. They don't see the anomalies. I have seen that over and over. And stats is one of my backgrounds. I've written a stat course for two different colleges. And it's something I know. And I have trended out some of the globalist moves. And they're very good when they can be systematic. But when they have an earthquake event, so to speak, you know, an anomaly that happens and people attached to that anomaly, they don't do well. And I'll give you a case in point. The case in point was during the Republican primary when everybody ganged up on Trump, they didn't see the fact that the people would become sympathetic to Trump and view him as an underdog and latch on to him. Uh-huh. I thought I think that's what won Trump the election right there when they miscalculated what going after someone so hard would do. And you're, you're absolutely right. And that tells you that even all the political power in the world can sometimes be wrong in a catastrophic way from their point of view. Uh, and, and I think they're wrong about, you know, they don't, they don't see the frustration and anger of the American people. They don't understand that the American people now perceive Robert Mueller and his private army of rogue FBI agents as really a, a government sponsored terror squad. 
you know, that's that's what they are now. Robert, Robert Mueller is a war general in a civil war. He has a private army called Federal Agents, and they run around and terrorize anybody they want, like Roger Stone recently. They they choose political targets, and then they conduct acts of police state terrorism. That is happening now. Those are acts of, of war. Those that That's not legitimate law enforcement. No. That's it's a joke. It it is an act of terrorism, domestic terrorism, against the American people. And and you know importantly, there's a lot of people like Sean Hannity will go out there and say, well the FBI was corrupt at the top, but the rank and file are all good men and women. No, that's not true. You know at some point I used no. to believe that too, but now it's obvious they're not because they're going to go along with orders from Robert Mueller and they're going to go terrorize or even murder anybody that they're ordered to murder. I um have a uh, semi-daily FBI source I consult with that I've known much longer than I've been in the media. And I can tell you, there there is infiltration of deep state from top to bottom. Yeah. Yeah, it's very sad. Very sad. Because I, I know former FBI agents. The ones I know are good patriots, you know. But they're no longer there, and things change. Well, in the DHS, I do know there's a resurgence of patriotism among the agents who tried to remain dormant just to survive Napolitano. And um, I've heard this repeatedly, and most recently I've heard it from a source I've come to trust, but there's still deep state. And what people don't understand, name an agency, any agency. It's just the degree of deep state, but it's all there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly right. And. What's especially disturbing about this is how many the, – the numbers of Americans who have been indoctrinated to go along with this. So because the left-wing media has been poisoning people with uh, deliberate lies, you know, lies about everything, lies about Trump, lies about MAGA hats, you know, every everything they publish now is fabricated or twisted without exception. So – Tens of millions of Americans have been poisoned into thinking that that you know Trump is a dictator or something, or they think that that he is a Russian puppet when there's not a shred of evidence to support it. But what that means is the media have poisoned the minds of the people to the point where many of those people have inadvertently become enemies of their own country. That they will fight to destroy the country in which they live. They've made their choice. Well, yeah. These are the yeah. modern-day loyalists of the American Revolution that we're talking sure. about. The people that sided with the king despite living in the colonies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, the, the disinfo is far more sophisticated today than, than it was, you know, hundreds of years ago. That's what's so astonishing is when we have so many sources of information, uh, liberals still manage to create these thought bubbles of disinfo. Because they want to believe that the, you know that their social circles are are accurate, that you know they want to belong, they want to belong to a movement, which is really basically it's the Fourth Reich. You know the the left in America today has become you know, Adolf Hitler's fascism reborn in the name of progressivism. You know, complete with everything that Hitler called for: the mass murder of political enemies, you know, uh, shutting down. Uh, real science and pushing out the state, the state mandated science, you know, on transgender issues and things like that. Everything now resembles the Third Reich 
that the left is pushing today, including uh, burning books, uh, including uh, executing your political opponents before they can speak, you know, using the power of the state to target political enemies like Obama did with Lois Lerner and the IRS, and so on and so forth, uh, even false flag operations, just like Operation Fast and Furious, Eric Holder under Barack Obama, all blueprints right out of Adolf Hitler, and that doesn't even get into gun control, which of course is modeled after Hitler's regime. So fascism is back, and it's it's progressivism. The, the stunning similarity of what you're saying here parallels about two paragraphs I wrote in this morning's article. Um, it's it just. It's, it's like you were reading from it for a moment there. And it, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but see, I think the reason that we're paralleling each other here is because it's all true. I mean, yeah. there's no disputing what's out there in front of our faces. I, I you know, I, I look at, at this situation, and I, and I told Robert David Steele this. I said, I feel like I'm trying to catch a tsunami with a teaspoon. There's so much coming at us. But here's, here's what I honestly think, though, Mike, and, and you're in a great position to do it. Alex is, Steve Quayle, Doug Hagman, and so forth. We're all in really good positions to do this. We need to take events, and I don't know that we're going to get a singular event that's going to unify the country and they're going to rise up and say, back Trump to the hilt. But I think we could build to a quick crescendo. And I think the first event they handed us was Robert Steele. When they took his almost deaf wife in her nightgown and put her on the pavement in the cold early morning, without regard for her health or safety, and this woman had done nothing wrong, and they wouldn't let her put shoes on. I, I think these are the kinds of things we need to start blowing up, and we need to build through a crescendo till they hand us another event. The Russians are making a mockery. They're laughing at us because Pelosi's the president. I think that's another part of the crescendo we can build, and I think we may not get the big event, and they'll avoid that on their way to totally neutering Trump and taking over the country in a coup, but I do think we can take these individual events and piece them together as independent media and get a lot of people excited. But I will tell you, there's one event that they won't do unless they're really prepared to go all out, and that's gun confiscation, because I'm nonviolent, but I will meet them with force. Well, part of the reason they're, they're engaged in such aggressive censorship of the independent media, which keeps getting worse, by the way, uh, I'll tell you something here in a second that, that will shock you, uh, is because... They want to be able to pull off their terrorism events and not have any independent media who can respond with a different analysis. Exactly. So they, they want to be able to arrest Roger Stone, for example, and say, oh, yeah, we needed 29 tactical gear you know, paramilitary people to go arrest this 66-year-old senior citizen who owns no guns, by the way. <laughs> oh. I mean, th this is – They had th helicopters, th for God's sake. Yeah, it's insane. It's, it's obviously just just theater. It's all manipulated. But that's that's what Robert Mueller is an expert at doing is uh, tampering with witnesses, obstructing justice, shaping events to create the impression of guilt. Whitney Blodger delivering uranium for Uranium One. I've got the two documents, one from Russia, one from the State Department, that say he was the first person on the behalf of the Clinton Foundation to deliver uranium to the Russians. Uh-huh. It, it's foolproof. In fact... Right. Again, Robert David Steele said, yeah, I know all about that, Dave. Um, and, and this is my frustration with Trump. If I can find this low-hanging fruit a year and a half ago, if if Comey can unearth the 33,000 illegal emails that are national security violations that carry five years apiece, it's low-hanging fruit. That's my frustration with Trump. 
Right, right. Well, the, even the, the independent media is is waking up now more than ever. You notice like today Breitbart News sounds like maybe the way you and I were talking a year ago. How dare they? Yeah. Or PJ Media, for example. You know, they are they're all these independent media outlets are realizing that that this is that there is a massive media conspiracy where five years ago they would have laughed at that. Now they're they're targets of it. And they and they realize it. They see it. The, so the you know the independent media is still there for now. And we have this window of opportunity between now and whenever Trump is gone. You know, as long as Trump is there, he's got an opportunity. And I've said this before in a podcast. You know, most of us, we don't we don't like a federal government having too much centralized power. And but but while Trump has that power, he needs to invoke it and use it to go against that system. So in other words, Trump has all this executive power that even Barack Obama uh, issued all these executive orders to try to give power, more power to Hillary Clinton and so on. All this power has been invested in that office. And so he's got it. He's sitting on it. He needs to use the power to turn it against that system. But he's not doing anything right now. This is what's frustrating to all of us is it's like we put Trump in the White House. And by the way, we've risked our lives to do that. We are we are death threaded. You know, we're there are things that happen to all of us that, you know, we don't need to talk about on the air. But we risk our lives to put Trump in the White House. If he's not going to do anything with that opportunity, then the the only two outcomes are America is lost, that's one, or the other is some trigger event causes a spontaneous uprising with or without Trump. And I don't know that that will happen. I have no idea. But uh, the best outcome would be if Trump would declare a national emergency and declare what, what I've sometimes called Second Amendment activation, which is, hey, citizens of America, your founding fathers gave you permission to defend your country. It's called the Second Amendment. You don't need, really, technically any other permission. When you are under attack by tyranny, when there's a political coup, when the enemy, the domestic enemy, is trying to overrun your country with illegals and so on, to when they're stealing your democracy, when, they're, when they are destroying everything that America stands for, founding fathers already gave you permission to defend your nation. Trump alluded to that at one time when they, he said if the deep state tries to take him out of office, America will rise up. He did. He did say something like that. Yes, I remember. You know, I don't know if I've told you, and if I did, I'm sorry, but I think it bears repeating for the audience. On September 14th, I was in Branson, Missouri at Steve Quayle's event, and Doug and Joe Hagman and I were at the Holiday Inn on the patio by the pool, and they're my witness. They've talked about this on their show, and I contacted someone who talks to Trump on a regular basis. I mean, a very regular basis, and I he knows who I am and we shared greetings and I said I'm very frustrated with the president on the social media issue and his failure to act on behalf of the independent media that we feel got him elected and he said walk me through it Dave he was taking notes this was a 45 minute conversation and you should see the faces of my friends Doug and Joe not much shocks them but I think they were kind of wide-eyed he was taking notes and four days later Trump came out in a tweet and also made a statement 
It said that he's coming after the social media. You're not allowed to censor, blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking, I don't know if I had anything specific to do with that breakthrough, but the timing was interesting. But I was so glad to hear the news, and this was seven weeks before the midterms. Yeah. Do you think Trump would have wanted us freed so we could help retain the House? Yes. But he didn't. He, he, he made the statement and dropped it. There's my frustration again, Mike. Well, it, my my interpretation is that the, the deep state keeps waging so many different attacks on the president to distract him from getting anything done that would be effective in the long term. And clearly, the action that needs to be taken against the tech giants has to come from the regulatory agencies, you know, the um, antitrust actions, for example, the FTC. And so, you know, these regulatory agencies, who's running them? Well, largely the deep state, you see. The other place it can come from is the DOJ. But as you know, for the longest time, we had Jeff Sessions in there, who I've called a, a traitor, an absolute traitor to America. He, he took the, the oath of office, and then he buried his head in the sand and stood by and let the deep state run the DOJ, J just like Obama was still in power. Jeff Sessions allowed that to happen. Well, he's gone, and uh, William Barr is in line to be the next person, but gosh, William Barr was a bush deep state guy yeah air america 9-11 <laughs> cover-up participation right his, his wife and get this his wife and Mueller's wife play bingo together go to church together they shop together are you kidding me right yeah i saw that it, this this seems like a total takeover uh i i've raised some red flags about william barr also he's been very bad on uh, the gun control issue he's he is fully in support of so-called red flag laws you know which take guns away from people without due process at all and so you know the invasion of america continues the deep state continues to creep into more and more areas and this is why i, I wrote my article i said the president is going to need to appeal to the people the people have the ultimate power if they just stand up and uh, you know are activated by the president and take action. It, really, you only need you only need a hundred thousand Americans, maybe fewer, to stand up and say enough is enough. We're acting on orders of the president. We're going to arrest the deep state traitors and hold them for military tribunals. We're going to occupy and dismantle the enemy combatant media and the tech giants that are committing criminal offenses against the First Amendment rights of all Americans and um, wouldn't take that many people to get it done. It's these, just a question of doing it. These people to be arrested, they'll be defended and uh, there'll be bloodshed. Um, along those lines, let me ask you if you've ever heard of this. Some people call them the Travelers, there's other names for them. But the late Josh Coy, who was just a terrific talk show host, young guy, 32 years old when he died of kidney problems. And Josh and I used to talk all the time, and we came up with independent confirming information that we found that ex-special forces and ex-military contractors pissed off at the Trump, uh, not the Trump, but the Obama administration and the bankers for a variety of reasons, not just attacks on the Constitution, but creating shoddy equipment for the military, endangering lives, all this. They were taking out mid-level banking managers and upper level. And in fact, they killed one guy in um, Denver. I remember the story. They shot him in the head and the torso eight times with a nail gun, and it was ruled a suicide. And these guys, there are 37,000 of them. And I found out about this by other sources have told me they actually met in Dallas. And not all of them, but a good number of them did. 
And let me tell you what I've been told, <clears throat> excuse me, more than once, and I've actually heard this out of someone in DHS who knows some of these people. He told me, they told me that um, if there is a takeover of the government, Nancy Pelosi won't be able to get out of her house. She steps out of a limousine, she could be in big trouble. I'm not advocating for this. I'm just saying this is what I was told. Do you know anything about this? Well, no, I mean, not not directly, but I, I do know that there are, <clears throat> there are warring factions throughout every level mm -hmm. of the bureaucracy. And, you know, I know a lot of people in the former special forces community. I trained with many of them, you know, I, I do a lot of firearms training and so on. And um, every one of them, every single one of them that I've ever met absolutely despises Hillary Clinton, despises Barack Obama, loves America. I mean, they put their lives on the line for America uh, overseas, and they're willing to do it again at home for the most part. So I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me to know that all these people are loyal to America. Now, what they're running around doing right now, I have no clue. But if it comes to a, an obvious war, a civil war, domestic war, <laughs> let me tell you, we want these guys on our side, and they are on our side, and they are they are very, very good at what they do, I can tell you. Well, some of them belong to Oath Keepers and various other groups, and I'm not saying this is Oath Keepers' mission at all by any means. I'm not implicating them, but what I'm saying is they're across the board. In fact, when Josh did his first broadcast on this in 2016 on his show, um, he sent me the tape, and I said, it's kind of funny, Josh, I said, I probably have half this information on my desk from notes I've taken from emails or from phone calls I've gotten. And I we got into this together. We actually did a show on this, on the Common Sense Show, and interview like this, and we compared notes, and it was stunning. I know this group exists. I don't can't confirm the 37,000. I can't confirm the name they go by, if any. But I can confirm this has happened, and I can confirm this is probably what Jade Helm 16 was designed to thwart. Well, that's interesting. I, I, I do know, there's no question in my mind, that the the Clinton cartel left orders assassinations of people. So I know that there, there, there are factions on the left that have long been running around, not just America, but around the world, uh, executing people who had evidence against the Clinton Foundation, for example. You know, you've got the... Um, uh, that, that whole term, Arkansas, remember that? Yes. Mm -hmm. Governor Clinton and so on. I know that the left assassinates people, and also I know Andrew Breitbart was assassinated uh, by the, the, you know, the, the Obama administration because yes. he was about to crush Obama with some information. They took him out. Uh, they're, you know, probably, you know, Scalia was murdered. Is, yes. is very likely. And so th there are assassination squads running around who are tied to the left. Uh, I, I don't. I've, I've never met anybody who's ever talked to me about doing anything like that. I just the people I meet are just really angry at what's going on. They love America. They want to defend America. They support Trump, and they want Trump to just do his damn job. That's it. How do we get him to do his job? Because he seems to be backpedaling. Some people say strategic withdrawal till after the Super Bowl. Listen, the way things are spinning, he could be out of office on Monday. There could be a coup that comes in and takes him out Monday. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm, you know, for a while I was patient with this explanation that he was playing 4D chess, <laughs> and, and uh, but now no, no longer. I mean, the time to have the the FISA documents released was before the midterms, 
you know, he, he should have not only should he he have fired Jeff Sessions, he should have ended the entire Robert Mueller investigation by releasing the FISA documents, which would have revealed that the entire scope memo of the 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 FISA warrants or, or the original Robert Mueller investigation, the scope memo was predicated upon the fictional Trump dossier that was largely funded by the, the Clinton group. So the entire premise upon which Robert Mueller is running around with a, a domestic terrorism, you know, FBI militia, that entire premise is faulty and should be shut down. And everybody who has been indicted by Mueller should be pardoned. What is the, uh, except for Cohen, um, sorry, my personal preference there. And by the way, let me, let me, I shouldn't have used the word militia to describe the FBI. Uh, what I meant is like paramilitary FBI, because, you know, typically a militia would actually be fighting for America. The FBI is fighting against America. So let me correct that. I call them the federal cartel. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah, that's more accurate. Yeah, but we're all saying the same thing. Um, let me ask you this question in light of what happened to Roger Stone and so inappropriate on so many different fronts, but why can't Trump right now just say, this is out of control. You've had almost two years. You've got nothing. This is over. You're fired. End of investigation. Why? Why can't he do it? Well, he, he can. He's just afraid that the entire media is going to say, look, he's obstructing justice. This is his Nixon moment, and they're going to call for his impeachment. But so what? See, you and I understand, so what if they call for his impeachment? They're doing it anyway. Exactly. <laughs> it's not like they're going to give him a fair shake if he lets Robert Mueller complete his uh, illicit investigation. Trump needs to shut it down, release the documents, let the truth come out. And and then if the media still lies about it, you know, frankly, he's got to go after the censorship so that the independent media can have a voice and can correct the record with real news that goes up against the fake news pushed by the New York Times and the Washington Post. It's that simple. Well, what should happen? Okay, he calls my friend Doug Hagman, private investigator. Doug has a press conference in front of the White House and says, yeah, I'm reading from these uh, these papers, the Rostov memo and security, uh, excuse me, the State Department security memo number, blah, blah, blah. And they both say the same thing, that Robert Mueller helped deliver highly enriched uranium on behalf of the Clinton Foundation and was participant in election fraud because that money went back into her campaign. And we have to investigate this. So therefore, this investigation on the Russian collusion delusion is suspended. And Robert Mueller, you're officially under investigation. You need a lawyer. Right. To, to me, he, he that's how you fight fire with fire. You know, there, there are a number of other things that he can do. He, Trump can declare the deep state to be a domestic uh, enemy combatants. Bingo. And, and then he can invoke the military police to seek out and arrest them. And he can even deploy the military itself on U.S. soil to go after enemy combatants. You know, uh, a lot of people think posse comitatus prevents the military from being deployed on U.S. soil. It's not quite true. It prevents the military from engaging in the policing of the citizens. It does not prevent the military from pursuing enemy combatants in a state of war who are trying to undermine America by operating within America. So the, the military can be put on the trail of these deep state enemy combatants if the president declares them as such and releases the evidence to support it, which he has, that's the thing. You know, Trump has all the cards. He's got it. He's got, he's got all the documents that would, would blow this whole thing wide open, but they're, 
they're being covered. They're covered up, you know. They're not getting released. How long is your patience going to last, Mike? Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't have the power to control anything the president does. I'm just I'm no, just here to advocate I'm just talking for... about you personally. In, uh, in your support of Trump, when you know he has all these options at his disposal, how long is your patience going to last? Well, look, I'm, I'm going to continue to recognize that Trump is our best option as long as he's in office, period. There, there, there is no better option. If, if Trump is out of power True. or if he is assassinated or if he is, is not reelected in 2020, you know, then obviously that changes our, our strategy to uh, fight against uh, that, that tyranny that's, you know, that's being brought in. As long as Trump is in power, I'm going to keep encouraging Trump to wake up and do the right thing. I'm not I'm not going to become anti-Trump even though I might criticize him for inaction. But I don't think Trump is betraying us. I I think that he is paralyzed. And that yes. paralysis is planned. But he could he could awaken from it. He could take action. He could wake up one day and realize, guess what? If I don't do this, not only is America dead and gone, but I President Trump will be dead and gone if the deep state wins because they're going to assassinate him and his family. You know, they're going to ruin and destroy everything. If he wakes up and realizes that declaring a national emergency is a, is a matter of not just national defense, but self-defense, that everything, this is, this is the last option. Declare an emergency, invoke the people, you know, unleash the new American revolution, take back this country. If he realizes that the way you and I realize it, then we may have a chance. But you know, Mike, your article represents an escalation. And I think an appropriate escalation, but it's still an escalation nonetheless. We were talking about Trump coming into power and doing what the power of the presidency allows him to do. And he is no longer doing that for whatever reason. And will he have a dead man, dead man's bounce you know, to his fall from power? I don't know. I think he will, and I'm hoping he will. But look at the article you just wrote. Armed Americans taking matters into their own hands as kind of a deputized force by the president. That is an escalation of activity. That, that's no longer legislative. It's now force. Well, it, it, it's in recognition of the fact that even though Trump won the election fair and square, and he is the president, that the entire left-wing bureaucracy refuses to recognize him as president. They're refusing to carry out his executive power. They're refusing to even acknowledge that the election was legitimate. And so when, when those institutions of the country have been turned into enemy weapons against America, my response is to call for the president to defend America with the help of the citizens. So I'm not – I don't see it as, a, as me calling for an escalation I see it as me calling for a defense, a self-defense of our nation against an enemy escalation that has already taken place. Yeah, Mike, I don't feel like I want to make you defend what you said because I agree with what you said. I'm saying the circumstances are dictating an escalation. Indeed. Well, one way or another, we, you know, <laughs> in the next probably two years, America either becomes free or totally enslaved. You know, and, and by the way, I should mention this. This was in my article, too, which is on uh, naturalnews.com if people want to read it, that if the left defeats Trump and gets into power, they will run. 
they will run the incineration ovens. They will arrest Trump supporters. They will mass murder independent media journalists. America will become a North Korea-style radical left-wing regime complete with secret gulag prisons and torture chambers run by the Democrats. There's no question. When Roger Stone was arrested, and I don't involve my son in the day-to-day. He does some of my processing and stuff, technical stuff, but doesn't have to listen to do it. But he's around it enough to know, and my wife has gone been from being totally, gosh, honey, that fight against McCain and your property rights really set you off, didn't it? Now, <laughs> she, she really sees what I see. I mean, there's we have very little degree of separation in beliefs. And my son picks up on this, and he's just a kid. He just turned 18. And he said to me when Roger Stone was arrested, he said, Dad, is it time for us to leave the country? I kid you not. And he has, and like I said, I don't involve him in the day-to-day what I do from content. He simply takes a USB and processes it to the various places that we release. Yeah. Well, you know, I used to live outside America. I've lived in Asia and I've lived in South America. And I came back to Texas and of all the places I've lived, I've decided that Texas is the place for me to be, and I'm not leaving Texas. Now, I don't know if Texas is going to be part of the future of America, see, depending on secession or civil war, what happens you know, with 2020 elections and so on. But I know that Texas and you know, where you are in Arizona, there are places where freedom is still desired and, and respected in some ways. Texas is one of those places. And Texas, we you know, we can we can defeat the radical criminals in Austin who are trying to, you know, crush your second amendment rights and all that. Texas is still going to be Texas no matter what happens to America. So the fallback plan as far as I'm concerned is to uh, put yourself in a place where freedom, liberty is still desired, you know, a place like Idaho, for example, or Wyoming or I don't know maybe eastern Oregon or eastern Washington State, lots of places. You know, Utah is even... 39 counties in California in the New California movement. There you go. Right. So, and and also realize, by the way, if this thing goes kinetic and it goes into a, a civil war scenario, rest assured that leftists, they don't own very many firearms and they don't know how to use them. And this includes police. So, you know, I've trained with a lot of police over the years. I've helped a lot of them because I support local law enforcement. But the police that that are in liberal cities who tend to be very corrupt, they're all just politicians basically. Their gun skills are horrifically bad. I mean so bad that the criminals outshoot them by huge margins. You know, a typical cop, by the way, is only trained to engage targets at 20, 20 yards. That's it. And the the equipment they have in their in their cop cruisers, even if they have like an AR-15 in their cruiser, I've I've had cops show me their ARs. They don't they never even lubricated them. They don't they don't even know how to. They don't have uh, weapon lights. They don't have IR illuminators. They don't have laser designators. Nothing. They don't have optics. They're they're running iron sights without lubrication. How how far are they going to get in a civil war? Not very far, I tell you. Interesting, but they still have guns and bullets. Well, they have guns and bullets, and that, that, that again, that's the whole point of the gun confiscation, to make sure that the citizens don't. No, I, I agree. And yeah. you know what's interesting, and I, 
don't want to be the bearer of bad news, and I'm sure you already realize this, but where did Jade Helm take place mostly? Texas. Yeah, Texas. And I don't think that's a coincidence. Oh, I, I, yeah, I agree. Well, they, they know that the spirit of Texas is the spirit of America in many ways. And they also know that I think about a third of the uh, U.S. military is made up of people from Texas. Yeah, I've got, listen, I've got cousins live in Plano. I know. In fact, let me tell you, it wouldn't be the country we'd leave. I totally agree, Mike. You might be getting the neighbor if this thing really unfolds badly. Arizona is not bad. There's pockets here in Arizona, large pockets. But you saw we elected Kirsten Cinema, who, oh advoc- who advocated <laughs> it was okay to join the Taliban, and we still made her a senator. So we're being overrun by California Democrats that leave the Democrats and bring their bullcrap with them. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Arizona is not as red as it used to be. So, you know, yeah, I heard she dresses like uh, such a such a stripper uh, on the Senate floor that some of the some of the Democrat male senators thought that their prostitutes got loose. <laughs> it was actually cinema. <laughs> oh, maybe she's a Jeffrey Epstein disciple. Who knows? Um, I, I just look at her and think, you know, it just shows you what Arizona's becoming. But we still have a very conservative bent. And I think it's almost 50-50 in our state now. So, yeah. I don't know. I'd have a hard decision to make. I, I don't, you know, if I were in California in some parts, I'd leave. And if you're in Tucson, I mean, that's the, I mean, you may as well move Tucson south of the border, really the way they conduct their business and what their beliefs are. It, it's, I'm telling you, Mike, we're not getting out of this, in my opinion. Let me back up. I want to say this appropriately. I'm a Christian. I don't advocate for violence, but self-defense is allowed in the Bible. And what I'm saying is even if Trump gets back into action and the people decide to back him in in force and he begins to make headway, that's not what the deep state's going to accept. Oh, well, we've lost. No, no, no. They're going to detonate a nuke. They're going to unleash Ebola or flesh-eating virus. They're going to have mass murders by the terrorists they've let into the country south of our border. This is what's coming, Mike. I don't see any way to avoid it. Well, you're right. The deep state is pushing us into violence because, remember, the alternative to violence is fair and free elections, elections where both sides agree to honor the outcome even if they lose. Well, the left has abandoned that. So the left has just demolished any any semblance of honoring a peaceful transition of power. So they have pushed America into a civil war. Now it's up to real Americans to decide, will they defend their nation? That's why I won't give up my guns. And I'll tell you, you mentioned this too, the liberals don't have guns. But under the Kigali principles that Obama and Kerry signed for the, before they left office, the UN, because we're one of 29 signatories, can bring in 28 other nations into the United States with policing powers, which is why we see stored UN vehicles in places like Hagerstown, Maryland. I published the pictures. And that's where they would get their firepower. And I think enough of the military in America would join them. I think there's a split. The Air Force would join them, part of the Army. I don't think the Marine Corps for the most part. But we'd have a real divided nation, and it would be a true civil war. And, Mike, on that note, my friend, we are just about out of time. And I want to leave you a couple (laughs) minutes to talk about how people can follow your good work because people need to follow your work. Okay. Well, it's it's always good to join you here. I'm I'm sorry that we are in this situation in America, we, we don't espouse violence to solve problems. We tried the ballot box. We tried elections. The left has rejected that. So now we'll see where it goes and we'll see what happens. Uh, my website, my main website is naturalnews.com. 
and also newstarget.com. I have a once a week show that airs on InfoWars. It's called Counterthink. And all those episodes you can view after the fact at counterthink.com as well. So those are the best ways people can can reach me. And, uh, you know, I, I, I pray for you and all of us. And me we do likewise. We need to pray for our country, and, but we need to also uh, be ready to defend it. Well, Mike, there's my circle has gotten tighter. Circle of people I trust. And, you know, you heard me talk about some of them, Paul Martin, Paul Preston, the Hagmans, Steve, you. And I have to tell you, you're right there in people. When you say something, I know you're giving it your best shot. I mean, I know I'm not always right, but most of the time I know you're right. And I trust you and the American people should trust you. And I have to tell you, we've been infiltrated in the independent media, but they haven't infiltrated you and they haven't infiltrated me. So let's hope they keep taking us seriously. And this is a call to action. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well said. It, it, I make it impossible for them to infiltrate me because I don't go meet with anybody, period. <laughs> it's <laughs> very simple. <laughs> I know. Hey, you know, sometimes I'm going to give you a call this week because I had a three-and-a-half-hour meeting with Shauna Cox. Remember from the Bundy fame? Yeah. And uh, what she told me, I'm not going to release just yet. I've released it to some confidential sources just so I can't be taken out for the info information dies. But you're going to want to get a piece of this because it's huge. But anyway, Mike, you are such a delight to have on the air. And I always look forward to having you on. And best of luck to you and to InfoWars as well as we fight this tyranny. Okay. Best to you as well, Dave. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Good night.